Welcome to the Mouse and Castle. This is a gathering place for fans of all things Disney. So sit back, chow down, have some sips, and chit-chat about the magical world created by Walt Disney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mouse and Castle podcast. You thought it would never happen. Here we are. I'm your host, Riley Blanton, and joining me is once again my fine co-host, podcaster extraordinaire, Mr. Aaron Goins. Welcome back to Mouse and Castle. How does it feel, man? I thought maybe we were never doing this again, so this we, feels great. Did we officially pod fade? We pod faded. Is that a term? I didn't even know. I've that's never a, heard of pod it's fading. A, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And I think that's what we just did. We kind of did, but <laughs> yeah, I think bit. it was a unplanned hiatus, I guess. Yeah, but if consi- or considering the circumstances of our lives yeah, over the past half year, it kind of makes sense that we had a hiatus, but... Which- which we could go into that boring detail, but nobody cares. Let's be real. Yeah, we don't, we don't all you need to, to know is, the, the, I think a sufficient explanation is that we are 13 hours apart in time zones right now. And I am recording live from south of Seoul, uh, South Korea, in the Republic of Korea. So that's a thing that happened. And, and But yet here we are and we made it happen. And I am so excited, man, to be back with you and talk all things Disney now. For the show, this is really just our, our we're, we're getting our feet back under us, um, trying to kick off, shake off some of the rust and talk some Disney. So it's going to be a pretty informal podcast. I think we're going to go through some of the big um, Disney experiences that we've had in the last, oh, what is it, six, seven months since we recorded. Um, I know we've both had uh, joint trips to the, the, to the parks together, and we've also done separate trips. So we'll recount some of the highlights from that. Um, and then I think we'll hit some of the bigger Disney news. But otherwise, man, it's just just catching up and talking about the mouse. Yes. And we have been to Disney a number of times since the last time we recorded. I, th- um, I feel both, like it's both coasts. I know. Right. You've done the so, you did Disneyland. I did. Um, I guess w- I'll just start us right out. So the, we, the last episode we did was in September 21. And so shortly thereafter, we were actually on our way out. We did, um, well, I should say you did the Wine and Dine 10K. Yes. Uh, what had become our, our sort of annual tradition. We did not. Uh, I did, you opted was, out this year. You yeah. took, I mean, that's the smart way. You go, <laughs> you enjoy the parks, you enjoy all the food and wine festival. We just showed up at Boma right after. But, but you don't have to do all the, the strenuous stuff for the metal. Yeah. But no, this was, was like, a, this year was, or that year, 2021 was like a spooky theme mm-hmm. one, uh, villain themed, I guess. So the medal that we ended up getting for doing the 10K, because I know in the past I've done halves with you, half marathons yep. with you. We've also, I think, done 10Ks together, but this is the first time I've done just the 10K. It was yeah. kind of the, I think it's going to be my new go-to. 10K, it's you like nice, that? It's a nice distance where you feel like you earned something, but you're not killing yourself. Mm. My, my old knees can't really take the, the half marathons anymore. So I think the 10K is going to be my go-to, but it's also like the one that sells out the fastest because I think it's that middle exactly. ground. So, um, but we ended up getting the, um, it was like a nightmare before Christmas themed medal nice. that, all, that glows in the dark. So, so I have oh, I one in my collection that. that you don't have, Riley. I know you do. I do. Be I jealous. was, I was definitely jealous that, that day off. Cause I, I, I've, because I have become this 
this runner. I love running, but I literally, I was training for another race right before. So I was like, oh, I can't, I'm not going to spend all this money right after I did this other race. And then, um, I, there, I was kind of, I felt a little left out. I felt like I didn't earn my, my Boma breakfast. That's um, all right. You, you <laughs> yes. did, you did an actual marathon, I think later, uh, which I, we don't, I had you done know, that. If, not, I'd done that a few weeks before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm it's, glad you brought it. I didn't want to be that guy. I was like, right. I was going to do it for you. I'll let you, you. I'll, you, I'll brag for you, but you did an actual full marathon. Yeah. So the fact that you skipped a 10 K isn't that big a deal. Well, no, I appreciate it. But we did, um, that was a good trip because there was, that was a lot of new stuff at the parks, um, at yeah. that time. Cause they had just opened, uh, Remy's Ratatouille, uh, adventure. And we, um, and we did experience, I want to hear your, your thoughts, your review of the next trackless ride that is opened at Walt Disney world. I was impressed with uh, the location, like the area, the kind of extra area that they built back there that you go mm -hmm. back in in um, France. So that area was kind of cool. They have like a crepes place that's supposed to be really good, at, but it was packed. You know, yeah. to, the line was too long, so we didn't do that. I remember we did, so we didn't end up having to do the lightning lane. Um. <laughs> No, right. we did. We reserved it. We did because they were they were still doing the reservations because it just yeah. opened. Right. We had, we we did the what do they call that? I'm I'm forgetting now. What they, I know, they right. call the reservation <laughs> system. But yes, like I say, rusty we, guys. We're we're getting there. <laughs> remembering the terminology, but uh, we didn't end up doing kind of where you would pay to pay to ride it. We we, yeah. we were lucky enough to get the reservation, so that was nice. Mm. Uh, although. I do remember the queue was still super long. Even yeah. Though we, oh, that's what I, it was. The virtual queue. Yeah. The virtual queue, the boarding party, whatever, you know, like they did for Rise of Resistance. So, mm -hmm. uh, so we did have to wait quite a while, even though we had that reservation. Yeah. But the queue is cool. They had some cool areas in the queue. There was a, like a little area, a, little, a room that you go into that's got a lot of just cool things to look at. Uh, there's another room that almost looks like you're outside the way that they, they designed it and you have the big light for, for the, uh, the restaurant and stuff. So it was definitely a well-designed queue. The ride itself was fun. Uh, very well done. It's not one that I think I'm going to be, it's not gonna be like a flight of passage type ride where I'm like, Oh, I have to ride it every time I go. Like, yeah, you know, I could, I could skip it from time to time if needed, but it was, it was a well done ride. Yeah. I had pretty high expectations cause I'd seen the concepts and I'd seen clips of the one, um, at Disneyland Paris. Um, so I had, I had pretty high expectations and, and they do the, the theming is really good. And the, the concept is really good for, you know, it, it almost, it sort of executes what you're supposed to feel like in toy story land, but it's a lot easier to do with a trackless system in a much more controlled environment of a, of an attraction, instead of trying to do the whole land where you feel like a toy. Um, so I, I, I really did like the, uh, the way that they did that. And there's, I would say there's some pretty impressive use of projection technology. And, you know, and I just called it the second trackless ride, but I just realized it's the third because technically Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Well um, opened before. So it's the third trackless ride uh, now open at Walt Disney World. So it does seem to be the go-to technology that they've really embraced. Are, are you a fan of the, of the trackless system? I think the way they've used it so far, yeah. I yeah. uh Spider-Man the Spider-Man ride in Disneyland is that way too, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And which you got to experience as well, so. Yeah, we can talk about that later, but yeah, I think um I, it's a nice option. 
you know, they have different type of rides that they do at Disney World and Disneyland and uh, the the different, you know, track systems and stuff like that. So I, I think the trackless ride, how they use it in Rise of the Resistance is really cool. Uh, the way that they use it here, Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway has done really well. So yeah, it's a it's definitely a cool type of ride. Yeah. Yeah, I think um the 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 overall theming it's it's definitely that glimpse of how ambitious they were with with all of the Epcot um renovations and I think it also sort of reignited my excitement for the amount of stuff that still is opening at Epcot because the mm-hmm. initial when we talk about that infamous parks panel at D23 in 2019 when I was there and they talked about basically Epcot was essentially going to be a new park. Um the even without some of the projects that they are no longer doing, it's still at a remarkable amount of expansion, um, and it, it's still almost comparable to the amount of work that they did in Animal Kingdom and then, of course, Disney Hollywood Studios. Um, yeah. yeah, as they come out with more and more like updated, kind of uh, you know updated artwork for what it's going to look like and everything. It's they're they're adjusting it well. There's some yeah. things I'm disappointed that aren't happening. Well, they kind of cut out of it, but overall, I'm still excited for the things that they're bringing to Epcot. And I'm happy, you know, I, I'll 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 bunch it in here so that we're not hopping back and forth too much. But um, the latest Disney trip I did right before we left for overseas, um, uh, me and Savannah did a a couples trip. We stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but I think the most fun we had was actually hanging out at Epcot, uh, and we didn't even really do any rides. It was just the Flower and Garden Festival, and it was amazing. Um, and it really did just showcase the that park's potential, um, just what they've done with Flower and Garden. Because I went to Flower and Garden the year before, and it was a substantial improvement. Um, way bigger, more impressive topiaries everywhere. Um, way more food options. I mean, it was comparable to Wine and Dine. The the amount of food options that they had it it, it blew my blew my mind. And um, I, you know, I we walked by. I was just kind of leaning over and peeking over at the. Uh, uh, Cosmic Rewind uh, attraction, which they had just, I was just like watching cast members trail into the entrance. And I was just, I literally walked up to one of the guest services um, after we got turned down for our Animal Kingdom safari because an animal got out. So we were, that park day was quote unquote ruined. It wasn't, we had a great day, but our big reservation was was canceled and refunded. And so the the blue shirted uh, person was like, uh, guest services person was like, so we, would you like, um, he holds up, you know, the beautiful iPad. So, what can I uh, help you with? And I'm like, um, well, I don't suppose you could get me to Cosmic Rewind. And he laughed in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's like, I respect you for trying. He's like, I haven't even been on that ride. And you know, yeah, no I was say that might have been early enough that they weren't even doing cast previews or anything yet. The cast previews had just started that weekend. Oh, had they? Okay. Well, so that's why I was asking. I was like, well, maybe. And and so, no. But instead, he did give us Rise of Resistance. So, you know, we took it. It was, it was very nice. But uh, I say all that to say is that just seeing Epcot and how much it's evolved um, and seeing some of those early reviews of Cosmic Rewind and and even it's it's still the um, new uh, cafe. And of course, I blanked on the name off the top of my head, but it's the new um, Connections Cafe that just opened mm-hmm. and, and, and this huge shopping area adjacent to it, which I think had had opened for a while, but I hadn't actually been into it yet. It, it, it just had this really cool, classic Epcot feel, huge amount of dining space, no line at all. It was uh, a lot of good food options, um, and the new Starbucks had opened in there. It was just, you know, it was cool to see all that expansion in a in a Disney park. And I hadn't really thought about it until we were just now t- thinking about it. But Epcot, you know, it's getting a lot, um, and it's worth a visit, especially if you haven't been in the last 
like year. Yeah, it's coming back yeah. and it's going to have a lot of refresh. I mean, they have the the fireworks, um, the yeah. harmonious. I guess, yeah, that's the next thing that we can talk about. We because got a chance was, to see that. Yeah. Uh, so we saw both of the shows, Harmonious and Enchanted. And here's my mistake. I'm going to lead off. I'll lead off, Aaron. <laughs> here's my mistake. I was waiting. I was waiting to pick my favorite. That was my... Uh, I was going in waiting to pick a favorite, which is a terrible idea because then you're going to have the one that you're like, okay, I don't like this one and not like the other one. And so my initial reaction um, was I loved Harmonious because it's sort of right up my alley. The idea of bringing in different cultural cultures and cultural styles of music into a single Disney themed show with the um, level of technology that they have for the projections and the fireworks. Um, it's, it's amazing. I loved that show. And I know actually a lot of people, it's, it's gotten a lot of flacks. I'm surprised, honestly, I still don't really understand some of the flack that Harmonious has gotten. Uh, other than I guess people don't like the eyesore of the, the giant cranes in the middle of the lake. I get it. Yeah, I think some of it is just people, something <laughs> new comes along and they want to complain. That's yeah. You got to go into stuff with a pause. I get it. I get that you love something and you don't want to see it go away, especially when we'll talk about the magic kingdom fireworks too. Cause I think that was a lot of the reaction to those Yeah, because it wasn't what came before. No, it but that's kind of part of the growth of the parks. You know, they, they got to update. They can't keep things the way they are forever. No. And you know, I don't know, I guess just go into it with a positive. I'm actually, attitude. yeah, no. Cause I was surprised at how good Epcot forever was, which is like a temporary show that they did for a while before they, while they were working on this one harmonious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you and I went to that one and we we're like, well, that's actually pretty good. Um, but, yeah. um, but that harmonious, I guess what I, what I most appreciate about it is the, um, the amount of effort that went into it. And they have a really cool little behind the scenes video of um, going to uh, different artists that represent different cultures that then recorded their own versions of the classic Disney song. So it's not just the same old, same old song that you've seen in 17 different fireworks shows a million times. That's just heard in the movie. I actually like spicing up the style. So they do a much more Hindi traditionalist Indian rendition of um, I want to be like you from the Jungle Book, which I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. It's a, a much more traditional version. And then they have Louis Fonzi do a, a much more like a, a remix, a traditional version, mariachi version of uh, the music from Coco. And the like the I love that's my favorite section, honestly, of the whole of the whole show. So I I absolutely loved it. I initially didn't love, I liked, but didn't love um enchantment but i've come around on it um but i but i i want to hear your take on those two shows like if you had did you go into like comparing did you have a favorite immediately i i wasn't going to it comparing them to each other more than maybe comparing them to what came before um for harmonious it's very visually pleasing you know it's lots of color they even they have fireworks going off, but then they have the fountains and all the light projecting onto the fountains and yeah. and all of that, which was, I think that was a little more kind of eye catching than I expected. Yes, um, seeing kind of different fountain shows in the past, I was like, wow, they really went all out, like they went big on this one. Yeah. The music for me, I tend to be more of a traditionalist when it comes to the Disney songs. Yeah, I figured. And, yeah, and don't necessarily love like other versions, so that kind of throws me off. It does. I don't get the same 
nostalgia or tingle you know sometimes you just get that kind of like oh wow i got goosebumps because you hear this like epic song that you that you love um and i get those moments when i when i go to these fireworks shows so having it be a different versions of the songs probably wasn't as impactful for me but i get why they did it it's supposed to be you know kind of the whole theme right is the yeah. you know we're all one world so um but yeah i like the playlist that they pick the songs that they pick there's always good you know you always yeah. can expect a couple hunchback songs in there yeah hercules <laughs> moana like the ones that really get me and they, they had them they were in there so i was happy with the the overall show and playlist we got we were pretty lucky i think we were together when we watched it, right? Like mm-hmm. the group of us, we were all still hanging together, right? Yeah. We were trying to get coffee. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> we were trying to get coffee and the show's like about to start. We're like checking our watches and, but it timed out kind of perfect that we like ended up getting our coffee, like right as the show started. And we ended up having like a really nice view of it from where we were at next to yeah. the Joffrey's cart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. That's one thing. The design of the show is very three-dimensional because the, the mechanics of the moving water fountains. And I guess, you know, that's where props are due. They they constructed freaking moving water fountains that they project on so that anywhere you um anywhere you you stand around the world showcase, you will you'll have a pretty great view. Um and so that I I I I love that about the show. But I think that that's that's the that's the tribute is that it really fits and it I think it pays respect and tribute to what Epcot represents. And that's why I think it worked. It would not work if they were trying to do the the swanky remixes of different cultural music at Magic Kingdom. That's where you want the greatest hits uh, to play. And so, speaking of greatest hits, I think that takes us to Enchantment, which I um I kind of love it. I've now seen Enchantment twice, and okay. I only kind of I liked it. I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's good. It, it you know better technology. Some of the songs I didn't like as much, and and the main theme song slash um, I think it was Angela Bassett, uh, who was the who did the voiceover. I, it wasn't as much my thing as like, and and I just love. And here's the problem. Here's the problem, Aaron. Here's the problem. I absolutely love Happily Ever After. It's my yeah. favorite favorite Disney fireworks show ever. Um, and it was sort of my companion through COVID when all the parks closed down. I would just like sometimes throw on happily ever after in the background on the 4K TV and just pretend for a few minutes. <laughs> it's depressing, but true. Um, I've watched that, I've watched that fireworks show uh, like off of YouTube. Yeah, and I think they shame. they released it on Disney Plus. I, I feel like there's another place. Well, I think the actual official Disney Channel released a version of it on YouTube. So yeah, it's right at the really kickoff good... of the pandemic, when they closed the parks, they released like the official production okay. version, high quality 4K. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So um, I've definitely watched that a number of times from home, just kind of because yeah. you can't, I, I don't live close enough that I can go, uh, yeah. you know, too often. So I couldn't, I, the, the critical part of my brain turned on the first time I watched it. And that's the problem because and that's the problem generally with how, if you analyze the Disney parks this way. And so this is me warning you, the dear listener, what not to do. And this is what don't, don't do what I did because I was comparing left, right? Like the sort of um, storytelling theme, the theme of the overall show. And this is the level of detail my brain went to. I kid you not. I, I'm going to sound like a political commentator more than a Disney guy, which is, but this is what happened. I was like, in my brain, I was, I was like, well, happily after the theme is find your happily ever after. That's sort of the, the, um, 
the theme of the show and it's the reason i love it because it, it flows through each of the songs and the transitions the whole thing is it's aspirational is the thing mm -hmm. that you want to search for and that that fits so many of those disney stories a lot of the heroes are, are finding their place in the world so i think it's very impactful storytelling wise and the theme of enchantment is um you are the magic is sort of the the recurring theme which is i would say more a more identitarian theme which is a self-affirming one and to me i i find it more impactful to have an aspirational theme than a self-affirming theme but it is also much more culturally relevant and i'm sure it was intentional that they had a more um self-affirming identitarian version of you are the magic uh already and i was like well if you're already the thing then why is there anything exciting to look forward to and <laughs> And this is the absurdity as I say this out loud is it, it, it is because it's a fireworks show. <laughs> and I think but it's Disney and Disney, everything's deeper. There's always a message. There's always a story. Is. They don't do just a fireworks show. So it's fair to it's fair to think this deep about it, I think. I think so. Well, thank you. Because I, I, I did. And there I was thinking about it. But as I the second time I saw it, and I think the reason I've actually fallen in love with this show since then was one, the second, the first time was actually we got had reserved seating, we did like the little dessert party, and we're up in the lawn in front and it was amazing. But the we actually didn't get the best view, we went back to I think where you were the first time, which is right down in the center of Main Street, uh, where the side projections are down right. Main Street. Um, that's, which, to me, that's the, that's the best spot. It really number one, it's not the, too hard to get. Yeah. that spot and you're right at the front of main street so you still have a nice view of the front of the castle yep a little far away from the the castle some people like to be closer but but you're also right on main street so you get the side projections as well so i think that's kind yeah. of for me it's my personal favorite place to stand for that and, the, and i'll do a brief aside here the level of detail on those projections because when you're a little further back you might miss some of the detail but a lot of uh, the projections start um like if it's a hunchback moment and then you'll mm -hmm. actually see them um, move down the park and then uh, down Main Street. So if you're like, what is that character? That character will then run by you on Main Street um, <laughs> right. a, a lot of the time, yeah. which is incredible detail. But I actually think there is value to a, especially I think um, post pandemic, we are at a cultural point where the value of uh, affirming value in your intrinsic identity is actually a good thing. <laughs> and so even if, I'm it's a very different thematic message. I actually think it's kind of brilliant because even my initial reaction was like, oh, I liked the other one more, the aspirational, like, you know, it's I'm the Star Wars guy. It's the looking off into the twin sunsets, the blowing up of the Death Star that's going to happen in the future, the aspirational theme. But I think actually having a you are the magic as a theme to the show is 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 brilliant and very culturally timely because we're coming out of a pandemic where, you know, anxiety, depression, uh, being able to socialize in a Disney park is, is a brand new thing that nobody's been able to do for a while. So I actually think uh, in hindsight and having experienced the second time and really giving it a chance, I, I've, I've, I've fallen in love with the show. So that's more, way more time than I expected to spend on fireworks, but it, it's true. They put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. And uh, you said that Angela Bassett, so you're right about that. It is okay. Angela Bassett that, that does the intro. And she says, in the, her first thing she says, good evening. Tonight we gather in the most enchanted place, one overflowing with the magic of dreams come true. So, yes, Aww. it's overflowing with magic and we are the magic. So mm. Disney is known for being overflowing <laughs> with people. That's right. <laughs> I am the magic. So, no one can take I, it away from me, Aaron. 
<laughs> maybe you needed that self affirmation more than you thought, right? I probably did. Um, there was just but, some tears right outside of the Starbucks on Main Street. Just you know, for oh, me, gosh. a lot of it's a lot of these shows. If they work for me or they don't, it's a lot of it's about the music. You mm. know, if, yeah. it, if they if they hit the right songs at the right time with the right yeah. visuals, it can be really impactful. And I've seen this show a couple times now, I think as well, but um, the first time watching it, I was, you know, kind of same kind of critical eye. I'm looking at it. Okay. I love happily ever after. Is this going to be as good? I had already heard some kind of negative criticism of it, mm-hmm. but I went yeah. in with the, you know, I went in hoping to like it and not looking necessarily to criticize it. But I remember kind of like halfway through, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is it, or, I don't know. I'm not sure if I like this. Um, and then they did. I remember that the turning point for me was probably when they did into the unknown. Yes. Comes on. And yeah, that was kind 100%. of more recent. And you song. know, I'm a, I'm a big in frozen Two soundtrack guy. Like I think it's yeah. vastly and superior I, to the first one. I, I agree. I think um, I've come around some on that soundtrack, but I, some of my mm. favorite songs are from that, uh, that soundtrack now, not the, not the, uh, not the when what's the what's the Olaf song I can't stand uh, oh, that one's horrible but the rest of the soundtrack the, the Olaf but, screaming song yeah yeah but when Into the Unknown came on I'm like okay I'm liking this and then when I am Moana hit mm. I remember at the end it just kind of this crescendo into it and then when that hit and I'm a huge fan of that song and that movie yes and that was where I started to get the started to get the Disney fireworks tingles well uh, and that's the thing that they did so well is is it's the level of detail that guys, as we've realized this has turned into the fireworks show, which I'm fine with because what they did, which I think is brilliant is they used the, um, the central theme of Moana, um, how far I'll go, but basically used the, that as the crescendo. Um, and in both in harmonious and then also in the previous, it was also present in, in happily ever after it was part of the, like the buildup in the first few minutes of the, of the show. But I think I, because of how impactful Moana has been, it is the standout, I would say it and frozen are the standout Disney films of the last 10 years. Um, I think they, they put it in its rightful place as part of the finale, essentially. Right. Yeah. Now, if if and Canto had come out before this, they they probably would have slipped one of those songs in there too. But <laughs> they uh, had some Encanto animations. They did. did oh, did point. they? Yeah, yeah. They snuck in okay. a little a little bit of the House of Madrigal. I know. Yeah, I, I noticed. I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cutting edge. When I when we were there recently. Yeah, I I definitely will. I like going to the fireworks show as much as I can because I I like to notice the things I didn't notice the last time I was there. So. Uh, there's, you know, there's plenty to look at depending on what angle you're seeing it from or, yeah. or whatever. So you can always notice new things. So, um, my next time to Disney though, will be Disneyland mm-hmm. next week. Yep. Cause I'll be out there for, uh, the big star Wars convention, star Wars celebration, but they're doing a star Wars night, which they already did one on May the 4th, but they're doing another one, uh, next Friday. So mm-hmm. I'll be at star Wars night. So I could, I'll come back with a report. I look I've never done it. a Disneyland night event. I've done mm. Disney World night events. I've, I don't think I've ever done a Disneyland night event. Okay. All so, right. But I did get a chance to go to Disneyland, though. Yeah, I was going to um, say, because I, I want to, uh, I know we have to cap our recording soon for time, because um, I, I know you got to roll here soon, Aaron, but I do want to get catch your uh, Disneyland trip recap, especially because you have seen Avengers Campus and I have, I have not, and I'm jealous. Tell me about it. Yes, this was my yeah. This is my first time seeing Avengers Campus, and my first time back to Disneyland probably since the last time you and I went. 
Mm, maybe yeah. back, maybe as far back as the opening of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, 2019. Uh, uh, so, so it had been a bit since I'd been there. Was excited about going with my family for the first time. I'd been there with you guys and been, you know, kind of for other things, but I'd never been there with my wife or kids. Mm. So that was kind of cool to introduce them to the West Coast Disney. Uh, yeah. And they were not disappointed. Quinn, my son, swore after we were ask. done that it was is his it, favorite. Is his he, favorite? I was going to ask. Okay. He likes it better than Disney World. At least that's what he says. But I think he's just, he was on a high. I think <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll wait and see if that lasts. But yeah, Avengers Campus, super, I was super looking forward to going there. Uh, it, I loved it. It was great mm. the way, you know, they do a great job of the characters walking around. Uh, you, you have a big variety of the characters that you see there um, at all times, no matter when you're walking through there. Uh, the Spider-Man stunt thing where he does the swinging out and all that. <laughs> I did. I got a chance to catch that a couple of times. They do it like multiple times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there was no, no, I didn't get any of the defective ones where he like runs into the wall or anything like that. So it was, it was all smooth. <laughs> Smooth flying for, for Spider-Man. And that was really impressive. It was cool. Now, the one criticism I'll have, I have of it is mm-hmm. where that it's placed. It's in a very narrow kind of place uh, okay. that you're ex- kind of exiting uh, Avengers Campus. And everybody kind of crowds there when the uh, show's happening. Sure, and, yeah. Like, it makes it just this. It's a choke point. Yeah, um, I gotcha. So, I, I don't know if they might rethink that a little bit, there does seem to be a little bit of space that they might be able to expand out a little bit and uh, kind of go into some of the foliage foliage. Yeah. Um, Well, I I've heard that that's part of what they want is um, there were rumors that later down the road, kind of like with uh, both star Wars and toy story, that they're going to add a, a a dine-in restaurant at some point. So I heard that about Avengers campus too, like that there's room there at some point they might expand. Yeah. So that was, but other than that, you know, I got to try one of the, the drinks from the PIM laboratory, uh, which was amazing drink. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they only sell it in like a collectible drink cup. Yeah. So I got the cup still. I don't think I have it close enough here to show you, but um, it's basically like a beaker kind of thing. Look, mm. But you get your drink in it and it's got, I forget the name of the drink that I got, but man, it was so good. Yeah. Um, but you end up paying 20 bucks for the drink because it comes with a collectible you know, mm. cup. Um <laughs> Food item wise, I didn't try too much in Avengers Campus, but uh, I did go to Web Slingers and I was I was kind of expecting to not like Web Slingers that much based on. Oh, really? I was like, oh, it's going to be another Toy Story kind of thing. You know, you're trying to get points or you're, you know, whatever. I know you're a big Spider-Man guy. Huge. Love Spider-Man. Absolutely love Spider-Man. But maybe that's what I was. I was kind of preparing myself to be disappointed because I am such a big fan and it was Mm. almost like, okay, don't get your hype, your hopes hyped up too much. But, um, and I was thinking like the way I'd heard about the technology where you've, you're fling, you know, you kind of fling your wrist and you're supposed to make it look like you're shooting webs. I was like, there's no way that that's going to work or be accurate, (laughs) you know? Okay. It'll be fun for the kids because they don't care that much. But like if a competitive person that really wants to aim right and stuff, like it's probably Mm. not going to, I was proven wrong. Yeah. I, I was blown away by how accurate the technology was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're kind of, you, you, you know, put your wrists up and do the kind of Spider-Man motion. And it was, it was absolutely tracking. Uh, And it was very fun. And the the scenes and stuff that you're going through. I mean, it was just, it was, it was kind of similar to uh, mission breakout. You know how like you, 
you go up in the elevator and it kind of, you see the scene in front of you and then they drop you again. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Kind of that high res. So it, it's, it's definitely a screen, but it feels like you're there. It feels like the characters are there in front of you. That's kind of how this was as far as the screen and the kind of the resolution and everything. So um, yeah, it was, it was really fun. So I, I I'm actually really that's, looking forward to that's riding cool it to again. hear. I, and that's one thing I that's the real advantage of these. I know we started the show, but the these trackless systems, the ability to move them in between different environments and each of those, and, and the ability to have different projections uh, at different points. Um, I I love that they do it with Ratatouille. Really, I think this point where you enter an oven. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Which is like a a, a bubble screen essentially. It's the same technology in um, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's really well done. Same thing with Rise of the Resistance, um, with their sort of miniature Star Tours moment. Um, that that I I love that technology. Um, it, it's it's immersive, but it's not the whole ride. So it's it's a good it's a good moment, I think. Right. Yeah. So I Avengers Campus was great. Can't wait to go back. Uh, there's stuff I didn't get to do, places I didn't get to eat. So mm. uh, I'm definitely going to check it out again. But I forgot how cool California Adventure was. I love that park. Yeah, oh, uh, it a- looks so great at night. And the Pixar area, those yeah. some of those rides that they only have out there are just some of the best rides. So Dude, yeah, we we say this like every time, but it is the the most underrated park. It's yeah, it's such a great. We ended up not. We had a park hopper the last day we were there, mm-hmm. and we didn't even go to. Disneyland at all. We ended Dang, up at California no the whole day, even though we had a hopper. We just were like, eh, yeah, just stay here. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, sir, I think um, I think we're getting to the uh, to the end. Sadly, for this one, it's it, we could, didn't have a whole lot of time, but we had to sit down and at least catch up, get the show mm-hmm. rolling again. We will be back very soon because you're going to recount your time at Star Wars Celebration, especially Star Wars Night at Disneyland. Um, it'll be a pretty Star Warsy heavy show, which is uh, I look forward to. It. It's going to be a good time. Um, Aaron, tell the good people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AV Goins, and you can find me on my other podcasts, uh, Bad Wolf Radio and Star Wars Bookworms. Nice. It's uh, And you should be following him, especially this week as he's out in uh, Anaheim covering all things Star Wars. Um, yeah, and stay uh, stick around. If you're not subscribed to the show, do it. Uh, more content coming soon. Tell your friends about it. Mouse and Castle is back. And I'm just going to say farewell. And you know what? I think maybe we've discovered uh, a tagline, Aaron. You are. I'm waiting for it. Okay. <laughs> you are. I was, I was thinking that's where you're going. <laughs> that is exactly where I was going with it. Until next time, guys. We'll see you.